0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, we're coming to you from the University of uh, Limerick this morning, the sports complex where the Skippers Expo is underway. And uh, one of the special guests who'll be arriving at the Skippers Expo, but who's already arrived in our temporary studio, is Charlie McConnellogue, Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Fianna Fáil DD for Donegal. Uh, Minister, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Pat. Great to be here. Um, you are uh, a border TV, TD, so uh, the impact of this shooting in OMA on on you and your community will certainly be felt.
1: Yes, it certainly will. Uh, uh, Donegal is right beside OMA and um, uh, families are on both sides of the border. And uh, we all woke up horrified yesterday morning um, uh, to hear what had happened to det- Detective Inspector uh, Caldwell. of our thoughts first and foremost go to his family um, uh, and all of his colleagues. And um, it's horrific. Uh, it brings us back uh, to a very dark place in the past. It's absolutely unacceptable. I have no doubt that uh, every effort and e- um, every um, arm of the state in Northern Ireland will, will come together um, to, to address yeah. this. There was initial speculation
0: that, that the gunmen would have fled across the border and likely into Donegal. Uh,
1: and, and working very closely with the Gardaí, um on an all-island basis, this is Absolutely unacceptable. Um, We all hope uh, Detective Inspector Caldwell makes a good recovery, um, but this must be the last time we see this and and no stone Mm -hmm. will be left um, unturned. working together um, to to, to support one another. From your own experience
0: of your own constituency, is there much of that kind of real IRA thinking still going on?
1: I think we have come a massively long way. We're coming up to 25 years um, from the Good Friday Agreement now um, this year, and it certainly is a, a different environment now from what I would have grown up with as, as a young person, um, where you know the security forces were very much um, present um, on the border, and really um, every morning and every week you were waking up to new horrific stories. So it's wonderful where we've come to and we can't allow ourselves in any way to slide back. It is very different, but the threat does remain. It's small, but it doesn't take many uh, yeah. to do uh, un, untold damage to people's lives and indeed to the, the everyday lives of people of, 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 of citizens so we all have to work together um, to make sure that, that that's what we've seen doesn't happen again but also to continue that work of peace and
0: um, at government level that's a key priority for us. Well uh, Minister you're here on a mission because you're going to talk to uh, people from the fishing industry and uh, the Skippers Expo main sponsor of course is the state body uh, board the East Kiwara um, the problems that you have i mean we could spend an hour talking about agriculture never mind that but today we're going to talk about fishing and um fisher fisherman families are saying it's not sustainable that many of them are going to have to leave the industry it wasn't so much that we did a bad deal at the beginning of our accession to the eu 50 years ago but then the deals that were done at the time of brexit uh, did not help at all well, well. Listen, first of
1: all, Pat, thank you and thanks to new, thanks to News Talk for coming here this morning and, and to go live from the Skipper Expo. Um, it's really important that our, our fishing sector gets that recognition. Uh, it's it's a small sector in the in the scale of national employment, seventeen thousand people employed in total between uh, fishers at sea and processing and support industries out of our two million people nationally. But it's really really important, particularly in our coastal communities like my own Donegal, but right right across the coast. And this is a great example of how dynamic the sector is here at the at the Expo um, here in the University of Limerick and I want to recognize Niall Duffy and the skipper for putting it on and indeed their sponsorship from board East Kiwara who do really good work supporting the sector as well uh, it can be a challenging industry we've, we've had a cha- real challenge over the last two years with with the impact of Brexit and uh, as Minister and working with my government colleagues, we worked hard uh, to mitigate the real danger danger that Brexit posed. But there's no doubt that we took an impact, the sector took an impact, 15% of our national quota um, as a result of the the trade and cooperation agreement um, is uh, is diminished over the next between now and 2026. As a result of that, I put together a task force then to work very closely with all the fishing representatives themselves in terms of how we can support the sector. Um, um, to avail of the opportunities that, that are there yeah. and, and will be there, but particularly as well to respond to the, the impact that we've had from Brexit. And uh, I've put in place many schemes now at the recommendation of the, uh, of the fishery, fishing representatives through that task force to support the industry. Have and, you and any and good news for them today? Yeah, well, t- today, for example, um, we're st- we're continuing to step out. And one, one of the uh, new schemes um, that I'm announcing here today is a sustainable fishery scheme, which will provide capital investment to fishers uh, to take steps and invest on capital equipment for boats that will um, will increase their efficiency and improve their profitability. So that's a, sch- a new scheme which uh, will be in place now. What, over what the kind of moment. things
0: will they be able to so, do? So,
1: for example, new catching gear um, uh, and also um, steps which will improve the efficiency of fuel on board as well. Um, that has been a real challenge over the last while. Thankfully, it's improved somewhat, but still a real challenge. Um, and also uh, equipment as well in relation to actually the fishing activity as well, which will uh, improve the sustainability of how, how uh, vessels fish. And there's
0: no issue with the EU in kind of giving this grant aid?
1: Uh, No, certainly not. And actually, I I mean... Obviously, coming out of the coming out of Brexit, the Brexit Adjustment Reserve was put in place at European level. We got um, one billion from that, the largest share of any country, and rightly so. And I've been working to deliver as much of that as possible to the fishing sector because, across all of our economy, thankfully, the Trade and Cooperation Agreement uh, resulted in our economy not being impacted in other sectors. But the one sector which was
0: always most exposed to the dangers of Brexit was fishing, and it wasn't possible. You can understand, though, that the, the, the fishing ridiculous. industry feels it's the poor relation. That you know, farming always wins out. It did in 1972 and yet again when Brexit came the, the, the fisheries were thrown to the wolves that's how they see it
1: Yeah, that narrative certainly is, and gets put forward, but the the truth is the opposite in that, I mean, I come from a fishing community. Um, I'm farming background myself, but I sat beside, um, people sat beside me in school as I grew up were from fishing communities. Um, You know, the inshore sector, the whitefish sector, the plagic sector, small piers and harbours right around North and Ishawn are the bread and butter of my local community. So, and as minister, it's a privilege to work with them to actually do everything I possibly can as minister to support the sector. But there are pressures there. Um, We've come, you know, over the last number, obviously, quotas were set based on uh, the early 80s, based on what different countries caught at that time. But we've also seen over the last decade and years as well. you know stocks become depleted because of overfishing generally Mm -hmm. Um, some stocks which were the backbone of our national fishing industry such as herring um, such as cod have been closed in recent years to allow them to recover because across the board they've been overfished for many years so we've been moving to a situation whereby we're um, applying sustainability uh, at all levels in relation to how we fish and thankfully we're seeing some of those stocks recover now this year I was glad uh, at the December Fisheries Council to see the Northwest herring fishery reopen for example and that's that's a really important important step also important for the inshore sector was the reopening of the spur dog, again, because of the approach we're taking to it. Um, so uh, across the board, what we need to do going forward is ensure that uh, the way we fish, we fish at maximum sustainable yield. Um, so we only take as much that allows the, the, the stocks to actually continue to be healthy and be there for the future. Mm-hmm. But also then at European level, I'm working at every step I can, for example, in relation to the ongoing uh, Norway negotiations at the moment in relation to uh, quotas around blue-whiting to make sure I get the best outcome and indeed improve our situation in relation to and that's something incrementally that I, I am making progress on now, and will continue to work um, on. Just a,
0: a few straws in the wind. The Fishermen's Co-op of Castletown Bears say they could see 19 of the ships there decommissioned and of the country's 180 whitefish vessels, 64 have reportedly applied for decommissioning. Yeah,
1: we, we will see. It's open at the moment and, and about 64 boats have applied for it. Um, in the way decommissioning works it doesn't change our overall national quota our national quota will will still be fished if some vessels though decide to take voluntary decommissioning and come out of our fleet it means that uh, there's an exit package for those that come out but it means then that the quota that would have been fished by those that leave the fleet is redistributed among the remaining vessels making them more more economically viable and and can they take up that slack they and, oh, absolutely. They, they certainly can and, they, and they, they could take more as well if, it was, if, if, it, if, it was, if we were to secure more quota, for example, um, at European level. I, I've put in place the decommissioning scheme at the request of the fishing representatives themselves. It was one of the key recommendations coming out of the, the Sea Fisheries Task Force that there should be a voluntary decommissioning scheme um, for, 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 for fishermen and women to apply to. Um, that's now ongoing. I, I don't know how many will take it. It's, it's entirely a matter for, for individuals themselves. For some, it, it might, it, it, it will it, it, they may wish and have not have a successor, be, be, be deciding to uh, to exit for those that remain they will be strengthened by virtue of the extra quota that will then be available to them but
0: it's entirely an optional uh, Okay and and we'll see how that and And as you say could be good for those who remain A a couple of other things the fishermen complain that uh, you on the one hand um, they may give you the benefit of the doubt and say you're doing the best you can for fisheries Meantime your colleague in government uh, the leader of the Green Party is allowing windmills up and down the Irish Sea uh, which may impact on the spawning grounds of fish and interfere with fisheries risk.
1: So we have great potential um, up and down the Irish Sea and indeed in, in, in the Atlantic as well um, uh, over the years ahead. It's important we take advantage of that. We have the opportunity now to, be, over the years ahead to become a net exporter of energy
0: um, and uh, oil is going... But, but, you know, are the fishermen going to be sacrificed again on the foot of someone no, else's and, agenda?
1: And, and, and the next point I was going to make is, is the critical piece in all of this is that we work together and we coexist um, and continue to ensure that fishers' livelihood are maintained and that uh, fish grounds remain available to them to continue to do that work. Um, And critical to all of that is going to be the consultation process in relation to how we step it out. We want to see the, our coastal waters continue. We um, want to see stocks improve, improve fish stocks and they continue to be a very healthy fishing ground but we also want to see it contribute to energy uh, and in doing so there's great opportunity there as well for the coastal communities, for the piers and harbours uh, which, which will be able to be um, have service businesses for, for supporting
0: that offshore yeah. wind energy. But the, they may, those jobs may go to, to specialists rather than to uh, the fishermen, uh, you know, who, who I, still want to catch fish. There, 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 there will be lots of specialist jobs there but there will
1: also be lots of jobs for those those who, are, um, who have expertise at sea. Um, but really importantly for those who are fishing, they have to be able to continue their livelihood alongside that. But I think what it does mean is that for many of our larger piers and our towns and coastal communities, there's potential there in terms of transforming and adding to the economic activity in the years ahead. But central to that has to be supporting our fishers and making sure that in terms of how we do that, that
0: there's full consultation and full understanding. Are, of are you trade. happy that uh, Ireland can police its own waters effectively? We know that the navy is depleted Um, we are trying to be the best boy in class with sustainability and making sure that the nets are legal and all the rest of it that they don't land uh, fish that are not entitled to land meantime out on the high seas you've got massive russian factory ships and you know because they are now the pariah of europe uh, there's no talking to them
1: yeah, well, I mean, and any Russian factory ships would so have to be outside of our waters, outside of our two hundred mile zone. Um, but, but if they if they came in, sure, what could we do about it? Well, we have we have na- the navy who do a very strong job in that regard, and there's we ha- few enough
0: of them, and yeah. you know the seas are huge. And, and they, 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 uh,
1: they, yeah, no, and they play they play a massive role, and we are we are increasing the investment um, to the to the navy to help support them do that. Likewise, the Sea Fisheries Protection Authority play an important role role in that as well. Um, so it is an important piece. We have to make sure that. That it's fair to everyone, uh, that fish are, 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 um, are caught in a sustainable manner, uh, and, but ultimately that people do obey the rules and that everyone has to, to obey them. And nobody more than our own fishers mm. want to see those rules applied and want to make sure that everything is done sustainable
0: because it's, it's, it's our own fish stocks in the years ahead which are very much dependent on that. Uh, a couple of things, um, End in Tipperary uh, wants me to ask you about the tuna quota or lack of it.
1: So he's referring there to the bluefin tuna quota, Um, it's something we have a very small bycatch quota of at the moment. Um, We didn't have a quota for it whenever um, the relative stability for that stock was set back in the mid-90s. It's something I am seeking to gain a quota for us at the the most recent Fisheries Council meeting. I very much strongly put it in the agenda and it's something I'll be following up to try. What's it like though? Because for you to get quota for Ireland, someone else has got to give quota. Well, it's obviously difficult and everyone holds very tight to the quota that they have. Um, the point I'm making in relation to bluefin tuna is we have seen changes in their their their, beha- their behaviour and in the waters that they're in. They're now more prevalent in our waters, um, and uh, I'm seeking to have that reflected in relation to the European situation. But obviously the pie remains the same because, and it's important, the pie is always set in terms of what can be caught in any one stock. It's important it's always set at what's sustainable, what the sustainable yield is, mm. and obviously then if the percentages as to which member states can catch of that pie change, then if earth percentage goes up others uh, go down so um i fight tooth and nail to try and improve our situation in relation to the blue whiting for example negotiations with norway over the last two years we have secured more fish and fought very hard for that likewise i'll do the same in relation to bluefin tuna but
0: it's always everybody it's always a, a challenge and a, a, a final comment on the question could you please ask your guest where have all the fish gone when i was a boy i would go to Houths, scaries and so on never came home without several mackerel uh, now i could stay all day and Catch nothing. That's some John. And the idea that you could put a piece of bread on the end of a string and you could catch mackerel back in the day, where have they all gone?
1: There are still lots of micro there, but there's no there's no doubt that across all of our species, and we have to be very sensitive in relation to how we fish them, because our capacity to fish is on a level um, unheard of 40, 50 years ago. Um, we could catch way more than what is sustainable, was it possible to do so, but it's not possible to do so, so it's important that we do it sustainably. We have seen over the last 10, 20, 30 years, as I said, fish stocks become depleted. Some really important ones, we're now making sure that those that are depleted have the time to recover. And it's crucial every year that we take a sensible and proportionate sustainable approach to how we catch fish Mm. to
0: allow those which have been under pressure in recent years to to, to come back properly. Finally, Minister, relations on the sea. I mean, when the French were being excluded from parts of the British waters that they used to fish in, uh, did they start coming over to us? Uh, How are relations between people on the high seas, the Irish fishermen in the Irish Sea meeting up with the Brits. Uh, likewise, you know, people in the south coast may be meeting up with people who used to fish in British waters and now pushing into ours. I mean, is there trouble on the seas?
1: Uh, no, well, there's not, but and there's not. And, and a, a large, the main reason for that is the trade and cooperation agreement because um, the, the British uh, approach to the Brexit negotiations was that they wanted to exclude uh, Irish fishermen and European fishermen from fishing in their waters. And that would have been big for us because one-third of the fish we catch we actually catch in British mm-hmm. waters um, so thankfully the actual Brexit outcome while it, it did impact in relation to quotas um, we did continue to have mutual access so we have the same access but with more conditionality but the same continued access to British waters and likewise for other European fleets okay. to British waters. So, so that gunboat diplomacy
0: that so we threatened we, it we is not that. real?
1: No so that was avoided by, by, by the fact that there was an agreement.
0: Uh, Charlie McConnelogue, uh, Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Fianna Fáil TD for Dun- here attending the Skipper Expo at uh, the University of Limerick. Minister, thank you very much for thank you, joining us in studio. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.